Well, hey folks, welcome to Off Grid Podcast. This is where I take uh, subjects that are in the news and discuss them from my perspective. Uh, first, I want to say up front that if I act just a little bit off uh, in this video, it's because I had to take some pain pills uh, because I was uh, moving some propane tanks from my truck to my cabin yesterday and I strained my back, didn't realize how bad it was, and was sitting on the couch and went to turn to look at my computer and er, went into spasms so bad that I just curled up in a ball and laid there trying to catch my breath. So I had to take some pain pills for that and the result is I'm just a little bit on the, the uh, weird side right now. So anyway, I will give that as an excuse in case I, this video goes way off track. Okay, so the subjects that uh, we're going to talk about that uh, was in the news, have been in the news for a couple of weeks now that really caught my attention uh, and, and I had an emotional response to them. Uh, anger and sadness and uh, so if I talk about these and I get just a little bit emotional maybe you'll understand why uh, because it had that effect on a lot of people uh, the first uh, story that really caught my attention uh, the headline was five officers charged with murder in Memphis police killing and this was about uh, the I hope I say this correctly Tyree Nichols uh, who was a uh, man that was driving in his vehicle was pulled over by officers and I watched the video uh, for no apparent reason they pulled him drug him out of his vehicle and then started beating on him and he got scared which I can understand completely if I was in that situation you don't know why the police pulled you over and they start beating on you you might get scared too and he took off running and apparently they followed him chased him down found him on a back street uh, not on the main street where they didn't think they would be noticed what they were doing and then they really beat on him. They beat on him with batons. <clears throat> they kicked him in the face, they kicked him in the head, they were punching him, they threw him up against the vehicle. They just really, really beat on this guy something fierce. And the result was a day or two, two later uh, he died in the hospital. And uh, it probably would have never even been uh, reported uh, it, the way it was if it didn't, didn't happen to be that there was a, a street camera, a traffic camera on one of the poles, and it caught everything. It caught all five of these officers just beating on this poor man. And uh, so they, they, they couldn't explain it any away. They couldn't make excuses that he had done something wrong that deserved that or that he was resisting arrest. And so <clears throat> the result was this man lost his life, uh, and these officers are now going to be charged with murder. But it appears that there was also, that it wasn't just an isolated incident of these five officers, that this program uh, that they, these officers belonged to, called the Scorpion Program, was actually uh, intentionally set up to create fear in these neighborhoods uh, to try to control what they thought was a crime problem in these areas. And so they had been kind of given carte blanche, which means they were given privilege to go ahead and do things beyond what legal is legal for police officers to do. And when you do that with police officers, uh, believe me, they're going to take advantage of it, and they'll do things that they're not supposed to, and they ended up killing this young man. Now, in general... My feeling is that most police officers 
are not that kind of police officer. They don't get into it because they want to hurt people. They still believe that they, they are helping to enforce the law to keep people safe. Uh, they're providing a service to their communities. I really believe that most police officers probably get into the service for that reason. Uh, but not all do, okay? And some of it is a, uh, a national and local uh, departments uh, promote a different attitude especially among their officers uh, where they feel like they need to do more than what the law allows uh, and that they're allowed to do that and they get away with it and the department protects them uh, from any type of accusations and that's wrong it's just plain wrong it shouldn't happen and uh, in some cases they're even taught how to get around the laws uh, I've talked to uh, police officers and them that have, that have been in the service before that are told you know, we're told to tell a person, stop resisting, before they ever resist or do anything. Because if they say, stop resisting, then if something happens, they can say, the person was resisting, and that's why I had to get physical with them. Now, that's not right. But you have to understand also the point of view of the police officers, because we're faced with a situation that we haven't been faced with before. Uh, we have a massive epidemic of drug use, and we have a lot of guns out there. And so police officers are now, they're afraid for their lives. Every time they walk up to a car, even if it's on a, in a simple traffic stop or something like that, they're afraid the person could be on drugs, uh, out, of, out of their mind, or and possibly carrying a, a gun, a handgun or, a, you know, an auto, automatic rifle or anything. They just don't know. Or if they knock on a door, they never know if the person that's coming to that door or standing on the other side of it might have a gun and be whacked out on drugs. Meth and cocaine and, and heroin are all just really uh, expanded to the point where now police officers, they are not just afraid, they're, they're terrified every time they go to a stop. And so the result is a lot of times they are overreacting and the result is innocent people who are not doing anything uh, end up being hurt, possibly killed as a result of officers being on edge constantly, under pressure, afraid of what could happen in a situation and departments may be promoting them to go ahead and put your own life above what maybe your, your uh, situation calls for uh, and they're reacting in ways that is creating uh, more violence. Uh, they're creating more people that are afraid of police officers. And, you know, you shouldn't be afraid of police officers. But, you know, people of even people like me, I'm an old white guy, okay? I shouldn't be afraid of, of the police in my area. But I have, I have become a lot more cautious anytime a police officer pulls me over for anything, whether it's a, uh, because I ran a stop sign or something like that. I'm concerned now and I'm a lot more careful about how I talk to the police, that I keep my hands in plain view. Now that's something that you, you would normally have, no, normally only have heard about from people in black neighborhoods and black families that tell their kids, make sure you keep your hands in plain sight. Don't reach for your wallet. Don't reach into the glove box to get your insurance out or anything like that because it's going to look suspicious and the police might overreact. It's not just black people or Hispanic people anymore. It's all white guys like me that have to take that advice now because the police are really on edge. And so you need to be aware of that. Now, the other thing that I would say is we all need to take some responsibility and holding our police accountable. Uh, and if you see something, if you see police acting in ways that are not correct, we need to report it and we need to do something about it. That's why 
whenever I go to town, uh, I know I'm going to be out uh, and could possibly have an interaction or someone else could have an interaction with the police. I take my cell phone camera along and if needed, I'll turn it on. Or I recently purchased this. Uh, this is a body cam. Okay, and I've shown this in a couple of my videos, and I take this along and I just put it on my coat. I don't turn it on unless I need it, uh, but if I get pulled over, if I have an interaction with the police, or if I'm in a business, a store, or something like that, and I see an interaction between people that I think could cause uh, serious problems, may lead to violence or something like that, I'll flip this camera on, you bet, and I'll take a record of it, because that may be the only record that there is out there uh, that may be very useful to law enforcement and also to hold law enforcement accountable if something happens. And what I want, really want to uh, emphasize on this is that they were lucky that there was a camera on this pole, a traffic camera, that caught everything that these officers were doing. Otherwise, it would have been their word against a person who's dead and can't give their word, okay? And they, they might have got away with murder, and that's just wrong. And so it was that camera that happened to catch them, but in a lot of cases, that's not going to be there, and so somebody has to step up. And it should be all of our responsibilities, I think, to, to be willing, uh, to take that video when you see an officer or a police officer, um, maybe not acting right, uh, just the fact that they know that they are being recorded may be enough to keep them from overreacting in a situation. Okay? So, in some ways, maybe you're de-escalating the problem if the officers know that someone may be on the side street or next to them uh, on the sidewalk is videotaping what's going on. The officers may decide that it's not worth escalating uh, and and relax, and so you won't have the issues of the, the police brutality and police harassment that we have been seeing a lot in the news lately. Okay, that being said, let's go on to the next uh, article that was in the, the news that really, and this one really hit me emotionally too. Uh, this was, this was the suicide uh, of the teen. Her name was Adriana Kutch, and uh, she was 14 years old. And uh, apparently she had went through some bullying uh, at the school that she was at, some, some other students, apparently, I uh, don't know if they were older or not, but there were some other students in her school that decided to bully her, and the bullying went beyond that to physical uh, violence. They attacked her and were punching her and things like that at school. Now, I don't know what the background story is. I don't care. It's a 14-year-old girl. It's a 14-year-old girl. And no one should have to be, should have to put up with that at a school. And what really makes me mad is the, the, uh, it was reported and the school administration did not do their job to, to follow up on this and find out what was going on, to contact her, contact the parents, uh, offer some type of services or support or something like that. And this girl ended up taking her own life at 14 years old. That's wrong. That's wrong. And it isn't an isolated incident. These sorts of things happen all the time in city schools and in rural schools. Uh, there's always been bullying. There was bullying when I went to school. I was the subject of some bullying when I went to school, so I know what that feels like. 
And, you know, if school superintendents and the districts and the principals do not do anything about it, it usually escalates. And it's worse now even than it was when I was growing up uh, because the Internet bullying is now uh, taking on a whole life of its own where these teenagers are bullying people constantly. And I don't mean it's, it's just making fun of somebody about something that they might maybe did or something like that. I mean, this is straight vicious uh, bullying uh, and threats and you know it's just gone beyond the point where these young people are under so much stress that they consider or are taking their own lives that shouldn't be happening and we can't just say well the parents should do something about it because if you know how teenagers are teenagers are really resistant to telling their parents maybe what's going on okay they don't want them in their business at school and so they try to handle it themselves and so the stress is getting them getting to them it's affecting their schoolwork it affects their home life it affects their social atmosphere it affects their friends and they're ending up taking their own lives or doing harm or doing other things to try to fit in with groups so that they have friends maybe they get involved with drugs maybe they get involved with other things type of criminal behaviors or just bad behaviors that can get them in trouble simply because gang behavior is a good example simply because they feel protected if they're in some type of group and because the schools are not doing their job uh, to really find out what's going on pull these students in talk to them make sure it's understood no doubt that violence is absolutely not tolerated in your schools if you don't do that it's going to escalate and what's going to happen is either somebody's going to get hurt they're going to end up killing themselves or they're going to come back to school with a gun which we've all seen happen and shoot somebody else so school districts please pull your heads pull your heads out of your asses and start doing your job to investigate all of these uh, complaints and things when they happen and uh, understand your students and who is most vulnerable who might be being bullied and step in okay do your jobs now that really made me very emotional feel very bad for this uh, girl and for Tyree uh, in situations where I can just imagine <clears throat> the pain that they had to feel and it's it's terrible and here again this is something where we can do something as parents even if it's not your child uh, that is the one that's being bullying. Maybe your child is the bully and you need to step up. You need to say this is wrong. It's not going to be tolerated. We're not going to allow that uh, to go on anymore. And you need to report it to the schools so the schools know what's going on and report it to the school districts and if necessary report it to the authorities so that it can be handled before something really bad happens. Okay? Here again, I think it's important that all of us take a responsibility uh, for our social lives, uh, our schools, our children, uh, and our police officers in being good citizens. And that means also holding uh, people that are in authority accountable. All right, folks, that was my off-grid uh, podcast for this month, and I hope you enjoyed it. And I hope you will subscribe to my channel, SimpleSolarHomesteading.com, and on YouTube, Solar Cabin Channel. Thanks, and have a great day.